This podcast is about spoilers and discussion. It's also about spooky stuff. You know, any film that we talk about here, we recommend you see in advance. You've been warned. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Horror. There is no shortage of monsters to haunt our dreams. Horror. You got red on you. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Welcome to another brand new episode of Oh, the Horror. It's a horror movie podcast where we take a look at classic and modern horror films in an expert and a newcomer's perspective. I'm the newcomer, Steve Allman. And I'm the expert, Rob Holmes. And today we are looking at the 2018, I'm seeing 2018, 2017, depending Uh, on where you look. Yeah, 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 that's true. Uh, Directed by Matthew Holmes, or Holness, uh, Possum. Yeah, dude, one hell of a trailer. Let's let's start that off. And I'm not going to rip sure. on this film in the way that that sounds when I say one hell of a trailer. Um, uh, yeah, because we we have a bit of a uh, you know love hate relationship with trailers sometimes. Right, and in this case, I like this trailer. It definitely puts out more of a horror esque vibe than I think what we what we get in this film. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I also think that. What we're getting in this film is more of the psychological horror aspect. Yes, it almost. I, I would say that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go so as far as to say that this is a uh, misrepresentation of horror. I wouldn't call. I wouldn't not call this a horror. Movie. No, no, no. I would not call this a horror movie either. But there's there's a difference in what we are thinking this is going to be based on the trailer and what it yes. actually is. Uh-huh. Um, and I, while again, I wouldn't even call that trailer deceptive. I think that it's a bit more. I think, for lack of a better term, action-packed yes. than the movie is. Uh, yes. This is very much a slow, methodic, uh, like, retro... It's, it's, it's got a lot of 70s vibes to this. Again, like, I it's mentioned... So di- it's it's, so, it's really before. disturbing. Like, this movie yes. is extremely disturbing and very layered. You know, So, Matthew Holness, this is based on a short story that he wrote. Right. Um, and it, Matthew Holness, if, if you don't know who he is, he was the writer and star of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Who I find to be like more or less a comedic genius. I absolutely, absolutely. love I absolutely love that show, and uh, that alone is something that can get me interested in almost anything you do because yeah. uh, a creative mind like that is actually, like I find, wonderful. No, absolutely. And, yeah, and I, th- well, I think this movie had... So it, it's a, it it is very serious. This is not a funny movie yes. by any stretch, but I could see this being played as a dark comedy and being an amazing. I I could see it being a little more engaging, right? Where where I, there I, could I, be repeat viewings of this. This is not a movie that I would be like, man, I can't wait to watch it again. Uh, very true. Uh, I, I, what I find more and more about what the projects that this guy can do or puts himself into is that he very much wears this aesthetic of the this retro, very old, very British 1970s yeah. uh, genre thing. Like, bring it back to Dark Place. Like, that was, while being very meta, it was also very aware of the style that it was trying to rip off while also making fun of. Yeah, uh, and I think this is right up there with trying to make that sort of genre f- flair of psychological horror, 
not so much a thriller, but like uh, that very much David Lynchian kind of uh, like again unfair comparison, but like a lot of tone is reminding me of Eraserhead, where yeah, it's it's very it's very deadpan, it's very uh, matter of fact, it's serious and unsettling. And your your expectations of like the weird cuts that this movie does and the sort of dramatic deadpan uh, presentation of it all is very unsettling. Uh, but it to, I find it fascinating the entire time because it's it, it this is a very arty kind of movie. It, it's making you think about what you're seeing yeah. and how you want to interpret it. And sometimes a movie like that I could find uh, tedious and not exactly. Uh, worthwhile because you know it makes a movie feel longer than it actually is like this isn't even an hour and a half and this kind of feels you know it, yeah. it chugs along a bit i would say i mean um, it's it's basically so what we're getting into i'm gonna read the synopsis for you because sure if you just watch this film if you were to just turn it on you wouldn't really know what the plot is unless you're really paying attention and then piecing yes. things together here's the plot after returning to his childhood home, a disgraced children's puppeteer is forced to confront his wicked stepfather and the secrets that have tortured his entire life. Right. Okay. Now, he goes to this and house, the- which looks like shit, by the way, in the beginning. Yes, it, it is like uh, almost Tim Burton-esque with its, you know, dilapidation. Oh, but not, you know what, that's the thing. To me, this is like... Oh, I don't... This is just... It's gross, right? It's like going yes. into something that doesn't seem real. It it almost seems like he it, when you when you're watching this, it almost seems like he went to the middle of nowhere or a, a town that had died, pretty much. That right. that's pretty much what had happened in this is that there weren't many people left, and it's like a small town. He had been gone. His stepfather apparently was watching over the estate, but there's rooms he just does not go into, right? There's especially one that he's trying to get up the energy to go to, and he and his stepfather, which you don't really even know that it's his step... It takes a while, if you were to just watch it, if you hadn't read the synopsis, to know that he's his stepfather. Um, It's just like Sean Harris, when you're watching this film... He's really, really good. Like he's a really oh, he's, good actor. I wow, he's he, like he's incredible in it's this. It's unsettling because... as hell, man. He is so unsettling in this film. It's yeah, fantastic. And, mm-hmm. It, it, like I, it, it is captivating, like through and through. Whenever you see him on screen, because of the things uh, that he's kind of mentally wrestling with and what you're trying to interpret all of these things mean and you mention you know the looks of the house and like you'd sometimes see like imagery of like beautiful wallpaper that's like you know meant to be children like those brightly colored balloons and then how smoke inhabits them and then they turn black and then he's like kind of staring off into the sadness of like looking into that wall it's it's again it's very uh, it's it's very deliberate. It's very artful. It's mm-hmm. very it, it's try, it's very trying to be very poetic about what it's trying to say. And it, this is very much a story of of abuse of like of mental uh, torture yeah. that somebody can be put through while like dealing with all of these terrible things that they've had to think about their whole life, uh, and the ways in which 
those are you know, like symbolized and interpreted uh, is very haunting. Yeah. And it's it, like, let alone the sort of like dreamlike nature of this movie's presentation is is very, very, very unsettling. And I I kind of love it. Uh, yeah, I mean, for what it can do. There's a lot of disturbing stuff because he writes this storybook too, and it's about possum which is this thing that he has created and eventually he has turned into this marionette you know um and he you hear it throughout over and over and over and a lot of it doesn't make sense but it really creates some terrifying stuff and especially when you see it in a children's book that's a cool looking children's book man yeah, it's like, uh, it's wild. Oh man, the drawings in it are amazing, and I like how each piece that he's written is taped or not even taped on, but like paper clipped on and stuff at certain areas. Yeah, it's it's very it's a very good like handcrafted feel to this prop. All of the props, even uh, the the fucking creepy puppets in all of this house, like oh man, they're incredibly yeah. well done. The spider is like haunting well and, and the whole yeah like the pos- possum in itself and here this is what okay this movie's layered as hell when you really start thinking yes. about it it is one of those films that if you watch it with expectations of something going in you might be like oh this is not oh, what yeah. i wanted but when you're looking at what this is as a psychological piece especially and and dealing with your trauma and going back to stuff like that um man because he keeps trying to destroy the puppet too, and no matter what he mm-hmm. does, it comes he back. He cannot it. destroy it. Yeah. Like even when he gets rid of it, it's back there. And mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just kind of like I mean, the puppet's kind of just like his past, really, and his guilt. It seems, and all this other stuff that's going on, and, and he just yeah, keeps coming and, back. You know, it, it's the thing that it's the mental thing that he's trying to escape and kill, and it's not going away. And yeah. every time, every type of way that he tries to confront it, it's still there. And it's it's so sad because it, it's very clear and easy to tell that like possum is like you know this film's visual metaphor yeah. for this man's like trauma in his life, and he tries to fight it tooth and nail every day yeah. and can't seem to shake it, and it's it's tragic. It's Dude, that's so sad. Ooh, that fox story How, too was horrifying. Oh my god. Like it's, it, but then it's so it's, it's rough so, to see. Like the the weird part of it, like the story that he's telling, is absolutely horrible about how they're kicking this fox around like a ball and then stabbing things into it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, that's awful. And then they leave this kid with this fox, but then the fox just gets up and walks away. And it's and because it was playing possum the whole time, but it's such an interesting thing because you have that, and then later on he comes by a fox that looks like it's dead on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. I mean, really legit looks dead, and he just keeps walking, and you see, and there's not a fox, there's not a fox, and then he looks back, and it's there, and it's it's alive Uh and moving down the road, and it's just like, it's that same thing. That's when I start thinking more about this puppet. It's like Mm -hmm. it's playing like it's not really alive no matter what he does but it keeps coming back but then but then we start getting a twist because we're like wait these kids are disappearing all of a sudden kids are disappearing and they start we're disappearing back in the set or back like 20 years earlier or whatever they were saying right yeah Um, yeah. and so they're disappearing 20 years earlier and now they're disappearing again um 
And so it seems like maybe this guy is losing grip with reality and killing people. You know, there's, right. there's that. You, you, you easily there. begin to think that. Well, and especially with his, with his puppet, and you know, it's it's just one of those things. It's playing possum, like he's playing possum as this killer because there's really mm-hmm. this killer inside of him, right? Um, no, then there's this weird twist where it's like his stepfather is like the one killing, and yeah, it and just one, so happened like, that they thought it was him for this reason or something, and that it it, it was just coincidental. Yeah, because he was acting weird and, like, aloofish. And, like, when he approached that boy of, like, what are you drawing? Like, the kid was clearly freaked out. Right. And, like, you thought that, like, oh, is this, like, a, like, sexual thing? Or is uh-huh. it, like, is he in, like, some sort of, like, mental rec- recessing because of that? Like, is that what possum means? And, no, it turns out that his stepfather is the monster. And well, he's been traumatized by his stepfather his whole life. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he's dealing with the confrontation of his stepfather yeah well and then the then the final thing is you know his stepfather has him and is looking like he's going to kill him you know he's definitely Mm -hmm. has the upper hand but that that's you know not the case exactly because you know philip's been playing possum the whole time and turns Uh over and then takes him and holds him down and snaps his neck over the broken boards it's crazy. And you realize at that point, like, there's this there's this difference in Philip. Because at the end of the film, the possum, possum's not with him anymore. It didn't follow him back this time. It was gone. It was burned up, and we saw it, and mm-hmm. it never, it didn't move from that place. So, now that possum's gone, it's almost like he he's not having to hide behind any of this stuff anymore right so the mask is right. gone and now he's free mm-hmm. but what does that mean now that he's like I, killed someone mm-hmm. now that he's gotten that is he going to be, be all right else now? <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Is, is he going to is he going to you know live on is he going to be something that is different and it like clearly now knowing that possum is gone after he kills his stepfather is uh like clearly it's the fear it's it's every it's every emotional weight that his stepfather carried being gone with him being dead uh and you know the film tries to like it, it doesn't even try to show that like oh like he like that guy got what he was what he was coming to or like no, you know, he got no not really. I mean, there's not. It's even... not like a revenge thing. It's not like a like. Not oh yeah, kill that guy. He's a shitty person. But like, you you know that he's bad, um, but you just know that he that he's so tortured by what Sean Harris's character is so tortured by what's been going on, and we don't know what's been causing it. But the second that that's that he's dead, that seems to be gone. Yeah. And you kind of have to, like, you know, backtrack and feel how he has to feel or what he might have done to A, uh, be this tortured by this man and B, like, feel justified in killing him for what he's done. Obviously, we know that he's been killing and abducting, you know, kids, but, uh, like,. To know that that's the effect that he's had on this fully grown man. Well, yeah, I mean, who knows? It's interesting because we're we're finding out that 
His stepfather's a serial killer, and essentially the kid always knew. He always or, knew, but well, it seems like he did because he even said like you knew or something like that to him, and that's I think why the kid made possum and the kid became this this puppeteer and did all this other stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Because he was like, like acting out or like projecting something different to like. It was hide his, his. It was me- a co- like, well, it was his coping mechanism. Yes, exa- that's what I meant to say. His coping yeah, mechanism. yeah, and that's so, a like again. Th- this movie is so like you see, really yeah. gotta. You got to put these things together and it's like there's something kind of rewarding about a movie that sort of lays out its puzzle pieces like this. Oh, yeah, and it absolutely. makes you think and it makes you get to work on what you're looking at. And it, I got to say, like, it's it's a very difficult thing. Like, I, I know we'll get into recommendations about it, uh, about this movie, like near the end. But yeah. I, it's tough for me to recommend a movie like this even though i know i love it so much because some people aren't willing to put in the kind of work that it takes to like really get a lot out of this movie and i get that it's like sometimes you do just want to turn your brain off and like you know enjoy a movie sure deliberately told uh but there's something really special going on with this like even if you don't necessarily like the pacing or you like exactly the way that it shows you these things like it's something very different yeah well it's just good man i mean it's all just very it's super dark and then you have like yeah between the black balloons the ink um Mm -hmm. that just keeps appearing and pouring down which deals with like his drawings and every i mean it's really just i i also like how the camera changes at different times too like the whole you know he goes out to the tree that has right. the spidery look to it and he puts the bag in there but then all of a sudden the lighting completely changes yeah um, to something that is very surreal in that moment and then cuts to something differently there's a lot or different there's a lot of those moments and then you know when you see him out at the stream when he pu- puts it over that little footbridge and tosses the bag there's this moment especially when he is turning and and like slips in the mud and you're just watching he's i mean there's this crazy mental break with him he's clearly losing track of time and stuff like that i mean he's sleeping in that house and that house is just absolutely awful you know um it's it's just a very um it's a good movie, especially with like the the few people in it. There's not many people in this movie, right? It's no, the cast very is very cast, small, extremely small cast. I think this and the movie is... more or less goes back and forth between uh, Sean Harris's like day in and day out of dealing with Possum, yeah, and yeah. Uh, him coming back home to retire i suppose well it's him trying to get every day he's trying to get rid of possum he's trying to get rid of possum he's trying to get rid of possum and then when he finally kills his stepfather possum's gone Mm -hmm. you know and it's you know that's that's the thing it's this weight it's this burden it's this thing he's had with him forever that he couldn't get rid of but in the beginning we see him like it's almost like he's traveling from somewhere to come back home yeah you know that's that's exactly what it it, that's exactly what it feels like yeah, so it, like it clearly, like he like he's not stuck somewhere. Like he goes to face something. Well, I feel like he uh, goes to face something, but then it's it's 
Yeah, it's confronting your demons, right? And that's where yes. he keeps trying to get rid of Possum there, which is confronting his demons, and each time he can't do it. So mm-hmm. um, we're we're following that until we finally get to that moment. But we're also watching his psychological break because he's losing his mind. This is totally tearing away at him. It's been tearing away at him for years. He's known these secrets, and you can see it eat at him. This isn't just... Mm-hmm him coming back and dealing with regular abuse this is something severe and he knew what was going on mm-hmm. and to, to try and block that out and eventually not be able to do it anymore and especially now being disgraced for stuff and blamed for things he didn't even do he was blamed right. for that stuff and put away for a certain amount of time right and it's like oh damn or mm-hmm. you're, you know a- and, and, and I mean, they messed it's that. A, it's a life that's been ruined. It's, Absolutely it's like, it's, ruined. Yeah, and it's because of all of these terrible things that's happened to him that he's been plagued by. And it's every time I just see, like, Possum come back into his life. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's not only scary, it's heartbreaking. Because yeah. he's so... Because like, and it's oh my god, it's so like a, it's so scary. B, it's so effectively sad because every time like it's that that thing where he's like he's in the garage, that overhang, and you just see like those two legs creep down. Oh yeah, he just gets so sad and scared, and he runs away like he's a kid, and like he's running through that empty house, and then Possum just like kind of like peeks his head around. Yeah, he's there. He's not doing anything, but he's just there letting him know that he's still there i almost feel like every time possum appears possum's like so you uh you gonna murder your stepdad and he's like no uh-huh. and then he but goes like, back. but it's not- he's like so you gonna murder your stepdad no no and it's just that is almost like what possum is representing that like you came back to confront him and end this and end this forever and it's right because it seems like that's his struggle is he's literally Mm -hmm. struggling with with committing murder because no i mean the way he is in this film it is it's extreme right and it's it's tough to know exactly uh the full symbolism of possum but it's very very much something that he is he's plagued by if it if it is his childhood trauma or if it is his uh uh, his intent to mm-hmm. stop this uh, or to kill him, it, it's uh, it, its very much open for interpretation, but the the weight that it shot, that it puts on him is very real. Like, geez, like I keep oh, yeah. coming back to how great of an actor Sean Harris is in this movie. Yeah, it's, I mean, Alan Armstrong very, is... very, good. I mean, between him and Alan Armstrong, like, they are both, they, they make this film. Because right. if you you know it, you need an antagonist in this, or at least a counterpoint, and you know, having um, Maurice there like that was it's essential. Um, mm-hmm. it, no, it is, it is. And the two of them together, it's just this amazing dynamic. But holy shit, man, Sean Harris, his performance is what makes this film so dramatically horrifying. Right. Because and I believe it, it. I believe this guy is going through all of this and just struggling on a daily basis just to get through his days because of all of this eating away at him and and living this uh, essential lie for years you know and yeah oh we're living in this pain living this, this pain well know. a lie that like he was accused of stuff 
that he didn't do. Right. You know, yeah. he was basically the person they suspected of this murder or this disappearance uh, and not the stepfather, which I guess, you know. So there's just, man, it's super layered. It's it's just good. That part is great. And I think that's why this – the other thing, production value on this film is like top notch. Like production value, I, and, and this has got to be this has got to be a micro budget. It like, has it to be, has but to it's be. it's done so well. It's taking what you have so and, so well and, and utilizing it to the fullest. Um, the the design, use of the locations is genius. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, because yeah. it's like you just you because what this movie is taking, uh, like like what it's taking into account is just like the dingiest, uh, like grossest beat down places. And that's the place of his trauma. That's the place of his, uh, uh, of his pain. And yeah. he can just sit and walk through the murk uh, of of it all. And like Jesus, like even the prop work, even though that it looks l- like not that great with his uh, like possum's movement doesn't even look that great. It doesn't have to. Because oh, I think I I like it because it's very um, it has this stop motion esque look to it. Uh-huh. And when it is being puppeted and everything's being put in there, there's just this huh, there's this cool appeal to it, you know, because it's there. It's real. It's it's this thing that exists in the space of this film. Um, yeah. And that's mm-hmm. what I think really sells it. And that dude, like the face on the thing. Holy shit. God, that's so, it, it's so real and so unreal at the same time. All I could think of was the movie, there's a horror movie that came out in the late 80s called Pin. Um, uh-huh. This, when I saw the face on that, I'm like, yeah, that's horrifying. It reminds me of Pin, which is another psychological horror film. Um, mm-hmm. Damn, dude. This, it, it's something that, look, if you're going in expecting a... A movie like Eraserhead, you're not going to really get that. Um, no. No, you're not getting not that like, at all. But you're getting something that is fantastic psychological horror, dealing with a lot of trauma and a lot of abuse. Like, holy shit. Um, and great puppet design. I love the storybook. That storybook is like... It's like... um. Like I like the Babadook one because that's kind of what I can think of when I think of this movie. It almost sure, yeah, like etched in, like kind of. Well, the Babadook was like it's almost like Possum is almost like his version of the Babadook in a way, you know, just sure not not physically as active as the Babadook, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But the book, I I just love the way it was done in. In this, to me, I just think the design on it was just top-notch, brilliantly illustrated, brilliantly put together. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, I liked the Babadook book a lot, but I thought this just did it, but did it better, you know? True. I, I, and that's the, I think that's kind of the, like, that, that's kind of the crux of this movie. Like, you can yeah. see the care and intent put into all of it. Uh, yeah, and it, like the, like whether or not this e- this movie even is your jam, uh, you kind of gotta respect it, the fact that it is doing exactly what it intends to do. 
because it's not like trying to meander in some sort of uh, like confusing thing. It's not like art for art's sake, you know. It's like yeah. you're not like you're not going to be like beat over the head with like symbolism quote nope. unquote not really it's more in this, of, like the, the... It, it, the symbolism is there but yeah. it's more of it's more very pointed and intentful and if you really like take a look at it uh it's clear what's going on right you just have to notice and pay attention and it's a very very fascinating type of uh type of way to tell that story i'm i'm thoroughly impressed with the, the the fact that the guy that made Dark Place that th- this is the same guy, uh, but I'm surprised and also unsurprised because uh, like to know that that's in his wheelhouse and that he's capable of something like this, I find utterly fascinating. And I I kind of don't want him to, you know, get the sort of like, you know, bigger budget like ambitious project. I want him to kind of keep up with this sort of like small time. Uh, the, these small intimate projects that he does because wow is it fascinating what he can do yeah no, absolutely um, this is yeah it's a, it's a solid film uh i i think aesthetically it's great it it works really well it's effective um different from what i expected but you know it's it is it's it's good man it's really good i'd recommend yeah. it absolutely yeah no, and me too and I, I will under i will concede that i know that this movie will not be for some people because they don't really have the patience for you know a type of movie like this because it, it is a tad heady uh you do have to you know think about the symbolism of like you know the things in his mouth and oh it's uh, it's oh yeah dude i not in the marbles yeah or what the marbles that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah that whole thing is its own little weird because at first i was like are these candies like what the hell are they and yeah like, it looked no. like a big thing of like jawbreakers or something and but i was, I was like, like these have that? to be just marbles and it mm-hmm. has to be this just weird i don't know the whole thing there's a lot of weird strange symbolism in this film um it is it's very very effective though um, I could, I, I could see people not liking this. This is like a more heady version of like, let's say if you want a slow burn that this is like, this isn't a, sl- a slow burn in the way like house of a devil house of the devil is a slow burn. You know, mm-hmm. it yeah. takes a long time for stuff to happen. You have a couple of shock moments. It takes a long time for stuff to happen. And this is that same type of formula. Really? When you look at it, it's that slow burn style what Matthew Holness is doing is he's you know he's taking his short story and he is adapting it into a feature film that's exactly what he's doing he's not trying to turn it into something more grandiose than what it was and i, exactly. I totally it's... respect the hell out of that because a lot of people would try and make it bigger and crazier and into some violent mess of a of a film that would become you know it's like that'd be cool right but if that's not what its original intent was then why why do that just for the sake of doing that exactly i it's it's a very again it's it's i I keep coming back to deliberate it's it it has intent with what it wants to do it's trying to stay intimate it's trying to stay personal in a weird way it's a very it's a very personal and very uh uh affecting type of tale that this this is uh this is telling because everything feels so fragile everything feels Mm -hmm. so uh broken 
even like you see a broken man when you take a look into sean harris's face uh and it's it's fascinating i i I recommend it but uh i know knowing fully well that it won't be everybody's cup of tea see it anyway uh because if you do get something out of it it's going to be something that's completely different and genuine yeah i i would agree um yeah it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea but yeah check it out anyway because mm-hmm. why not? For sure. Yeah. Right. Well, that is going to do it for us this week. Rob, what yep. do we have going on next week? Oh, man. This is going to be divisive as hell. We're going to take a look at the new Child's Play remake. Okay. So I literally don't know how to feel about it. And I'm kind of excited about that because I'm like, all right, this could this premise could either be you know fun and tweaked on or completely ruined. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. I was expecting... I, I was expecting just when I before I even saw the trailer to just rip it apart. Like I right. was like, this sounds terrible. This is a dumb idea. Why would they do this? And, and then I saw the techno babble tra- Siri and like Alexa stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I watched the trailer, and I'm just like, oh, dude, oh, I don't hate it. You know, like I, right, it, I'm like- seeing I'm de- seeing different things in it. I'm seeing stuff that I normally would not see. Um. Mm-hmm. Stuff that I would not expect in a remake of Child's Play, right? And, and, and they're kind yeah. of doing—they're kind of doing some smart things. Where like, okay, they're casting Aubrey Plaza, so they kind of know what they're doing when they're like not taking this too seriously, right? I feel like I feel like she kind of comes with that. Casting Mark Hamill is a very good choice. That was like, probably that's a, that's a perfect choice, dude. Like, there's no, you know, unless you're gonna do Brad Dorif, which he he's doing the TV series, um, yeah. This is about Ryan as good Tyree as you're going to get. Henry's in it too. Like, this yeah, is a really yeah. good... This looks on paper very, very strong. Right. Uh, and I feel like if it's doing just the right amount of things, they could nail it. Uh, and I, I really hope they do. But if not, ugh, man. that's It's a bummer if they mess it up. I mean, I'm I'm hoping they get it right. I think it it has... It has potential, you know? more For than sure. I More than I had originally thought it would... Um, let's see if they, if they change things up a bit, hopefully, maybe they'll flip the script a little and not just remake child's play with a little more gore and just be like, here you go. He's a robot now. Yeah. Uh, I'd be like, all right, cool. But yeah, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll uh, see how it goes. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have that for, uh, for you guys next week. So excellent. Well, thank you guys again so much for listening. Where can we be found on the internet, Rob? Um, I mean, you can search us at like, Oh, the horror cast. That seems to be the easiest way. Um, when you're looking up podcast, Oh, the horror cast or Oh, the horror at Oh, the horror cast. Uh, we're on like, you know, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. All those things that you could find. Yeah. Everything in any place you download podcasts, like you'll find us. We, we exist. We out here. We truly out here. (laughs) Yeah, we are. We are. Anyway. So thank you guys again so much for watch or watching listening to us uh all this time and rocking with us uh for all these weeks and all these months and we are looking forward to seeing you next time but until next time i'm steve allman and i'm rob holmes and we'll see you next time look at me damien it's all for you now it is time to keep your appointment with the wicker man there's no more room in hell. The dead will walk here.